You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters Podcast, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. Before we kick this episode off, a special thank you to our partners. Starkey, hear better, live better. Weave, the all-in-one patient communication and engagement platform. Redux, faster, drier, smarter, verified. Fader Plugs, the world's first custom adjustable mechanical earplug. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, with the Hearing Matters Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, today's topic is a topic that I am very excited about, I am very passionate about, and as of August 16th, 2022, the FDA released its final regulations as it relates to over-the-counter hearing aids. Before we dive in to today's topic, if you are a new listener, I'd encourage you to go back, listen to our most recent episode titled From Private Practice to the World's Largest Privately Held Hearing Aid Manufacturer, The Journey Unfolds. Go listen to that episode to kind of really understand who the personality is behind this podcast. In totality, I grew up in hearing healthcare. My father is an audiologist, my mother is a hearing instrument specialist, and when I tell you that every dinner table discussion was about hearing aids or hearing technology or a case that my father had, I mean it. It was literally every dinner table discussion. So I guess you could say through auditory bombardment, I learned about analog and digital hearing aids from a very young age. And I was changing hearing aid batteries by the time I was seven, eight years young. When we talk about hearing aids, what is the purpose of a hearing aid? What is the purpose of a hearing aid? Well, the purpose of a hearing aid is to increase overall speech understanding and to decrease listening effort. Patients who present with hearing loss have to exert effortful listening. That's why many of the patients that I see in clinic report, Blaze, when I get home from a family gathering or a social gathering, I am so exhausted. And oftentimes, individuals who do present with hearing loss have to put forth a lot more effort to effectively communicate in social situations. So what happens is when you get home, you're just exhausted because we don't hear with our ears we hear with our brain. Over-the-counter hearing aids. What are they? Why did this come about? What is going on? Is the audiology sky falling? That is not the case. If anything, this is such an exciting time for the field of audiology because now more people are going to know what an audiologist is. And I will tell you, an audiologist is not someone who changes car radios. I bring that up because one time my father, who's an audiologist, said, yeah, I told someone what I do for a living and they asked if if I changed car radios. Well, that is not the case. On August 16th, the FDA released its final regulations regarding over-the-counter hearing aids. Over-the-counter hearing aids, the intended population, are individuals who are 18 years of age or older with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss. I'm going to say that one more time. Over-the-counter hearing aids are intended for adults 
18 years of age or older with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss. Perceived. That is the key word there. I'd love to take the opportunity, and I want to thank you for lending your ears to me today. What is audiology? What is an audiologist? What does this mean for the future of audiology? The difference between over-the-counter hearing aids and prescription hearing aids? What is going on in the industry right now? An audiologist, the scope of audiology is massive. It really is. Clinical service delivery areas include all aspects of hearing, balance, and other related disorders that impact hearing and balance, including areas of tinnitus, cognition, and auditory processing for individuals across the lifespan. Audiologists play critical roles in health literacy in the screening, diagnosis, and treatment of hearing, balance, and other related disorders and in the use of the International Classification of Functioning, Disability, and Health to develop functional goals and collaborative practice. As technology and science advance, the areas of assessment and intervention related to hearing balance and other related disorders grow accordingly. Clinicians should stay current with advances in hearing and balance practice by regularly reviewing the research literature, regularly consulting the practice management section of the ASHA website, including the practice portal, and regularly participating in continuing education to supplement advances in the profession and to provide additional information that can inform the scope of practice of audiology. Audiologists are angels, as one of our previous guests have said, Val Gideons. Audiologists are angels. And being a hearing healthcare professional, I want to take the time and thank the audiologists out there for all that they have been doing. And if anything, the OTC regulation is providing a voice for audiologists because this is now a time for us as an industry to spread more awareness of our incredible, amazing services. I have been working in private practice for the past five years. In totality, I've personally fit over a thousand hearing aids. I love working with patients. I love counseling the patients on the proper use and implementation of hearing technology. And what I found, and again, this is speaking from clinical experience, when I would work with new patients, patients who feel as though that they have a hearing challenge and they're ready to take that next step, is I would always ask, when was your last hearing test? And all too often, the patient would report in elementary school or place I've never had a hearing test before. Tell me about your social life. Tell me about your activity level. Do you present with tinnitus? How do you feel when you leave some of these social situations? And what I found, though, is that the last time they had their hearing tested, this is this is a, a an issue that we definitely need to talk more about in audiology. Why is it that we're not conducting hearing screenings on an annual basis on students? I can recall that the only time I had my hearing screened while I was in school was in the fourth grade. Now, granted, I had my hearing tested every year because my father's an audiologist and we have a uh, a hearing booth in our home. But what we need to do is educate our community on the importance of hearing healthcare because everyone gets their eyes checked and their teeth cleaned. 
We're not getting our hearing screen and or tested on an annual basis. And the great thing about hearing tests and screening is it's non-invasive and it doesn't hurt. So when we talk about the human connection and what OTC means to audiology and how this may or may not affect the industry, again, it's going to affect the industry in an incredibly positive way. As humans, we are social beings. We crave that human connection. We crave community. In private practice, as a practicing clinician, patients came to us and they still come to us because we are the experts in hearing healthcare and they want to feel that sense of community, that sense of connection. When two humans interact with each other, it's very different than hitting add to cart on a cell phone or walking into a convenience store and picking up hearing aid. And patients want to be heard. They want to be listened to. They don't want to be sold to, and they really want to be the driver of most transactions. As clinicians, as hearing healthcare practitioners, we need to listen twice as much as we speak. And that seems to be a theme that we're really driving home here on Hearing Matters Podcast, is that as hearing healthcare providers, we're going to continue to listen twice as much as we speak. Over-the-counter devices have been around for many years. So again, the access and affordability factor, well, that has been addressed for years. Prior to the final FDA regulations, you could go on to Amazon, you could go to your local convenience store, and you could purchase an amplifier. Now, what's so positive about the new regulation is that, well, just that. These devices are more so regulated, and we are so excited as hearing healthcare professionals to see that the FDA listened to us, the experts in hearing healthcare, by reducing the output limit. There wasn't much change to the gain, but maybe we can get there. In totality, though, these devices have been available. Our community members have had access to increased hearing abilities for quite some time. But as a hearing healthcare professional, I feel a lot more confident in these devices now that they are actually regulated. And the potential that they will cause greater damage has been reduced as compared to the current devices that are available. Earlier in this episode, we discussed the intended use of OTC hearing aids. And these devices are for adults 18 years of age or older with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss. Working in the clinic, I would say that the majority of the patients that we fit with prescription hearing aids, prescription hearing aids being hearing aids that are fit to the patient's type and degree of hearing loss, implementing the use of outcome measurements to ensure that the hearing aid is hitting the patient's target for best speech understanding and intelligibility. The majority of the patients that we fit and we work with present with moderate severe to severe hearing loss. They present with severe speech and noise scores. The prescription hearing aids available today, what they actually do is they reduce overall listening effort. They increase speech understanding and intelligibility. And when you are in a noisy or complex listening environment, what they are doing is they are reducing that overall listening effort 
And through what we call amplitude modulation, they are able to tell the difference between speech and non-speech sounds. And what this does is it reduces listening effort and increases speech understanding for the patient. Now, when we talk about perceived mild to moderate hearing loss, how do you know if you have a mild to moderate hearing loss? And this is what I'm so excited about. Patients have access to these devices. Now, with OTC devices, the hearing healthcare professional is not a part of the equation. Starting in mid-October, what consumers will be able to do is go online, go to their local convenience store, read the labeling. Okay, I believe I fit in this quadrant of perceived mild to moderate hearing loss. They tried the devices and there's no counseling. There's no follow-up care. They need to review a user manual. And for some patients, I believe that this is going to really help them. Again, that's the purpose of the final regulation. It's increased access and affordability. However, what I'm concerned about is the price versus cost factor, because there is a difference between price and cost. Purchasing these devices online or over the counter may cost the consumer more over time, and it's going to cost them their time in general, because if they are unable to really understand how to clean the hearing aids or how to connect them to the charger, if the instructions are sort of vague, and if individuals who are 65 years of age or older are living alone and they're trying to navigate these devices, what I'm worried about and what I'm concerned about is these are more or less first-time hearing aid users, and what we're doing is putting a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to hearing aids, and then reporting that, well, I tried hearing aids and they don't work for me. But they've never tried prescription hearing aids, they've never visited a hearing healthcare professional, they've never sat down and received counseling, real ear measurement, tympanometry, autoacoustic emissions, UCLs, MCLs haven't been collected, Truthfully, as a hearing healthcare professional, that's what I am personally most concerned about. Untreated hearing loss is linked to many comorbidities. And when I say that, what do I mean by that? One of them being increased risk of cognitive decline or dementia of the Alzheimer's type. Patients who present with untreated hearing loss are at a greater risk of falling. And this is where the audiologist and hearing healthcare professional will continue to play a role. To my statement earlier of disruption in an industry. Disruption, of course, breeds innovation. And I think that is so wonderful because what we want to do is continue to innovate products that help people hear better and that connect and reconnect patients to their family, friends, and community. I have a background in music and audio engineering and recording. I've been doing a lot of thinking about the -the over-the-counter final regulation This is sort of an episode about thoughts from a private practice owner, private practice clinician. The sky is not falling to my fellow audiologists and hearing healthcare professionals. This is is great news. Consumers now have greater access and affordability to hearing technology. And while I have said since 2020, when I released that episode titled, Don't Buy Hearing Aids Online... It's not a matter that the hearing healthcare professional must be a part of the equation moving forward. The hearing healthcare professional will be a part of the equation moving forward, continuing to help patients hear life's story. 
So again, background in music, my background in audio engineering. Years ago, if you were a musician or you were a radio personality, what happened? You had to go to a studio that you did not own. You didn't own the equipment and you had to rent out space and rent studio time, essentially pay for studio time. And that can become very expensive, very expensive, because maybe you as a musician, you don't encompass the skills to equalize or understand compression or know how to mix a song or know how to master a song. Maybe you're not well versed in distribution of music, or maybe you don't really know how to just record a song because there's a lot that goes into that. There is a group of hobbyists and home musicians who over the years said, you know what? I think we can introduce hardware and we can introduce recording equipment so musicians can record at home and release music. And that's what we see today. Where And, and it's very similar to the over-the-counter hearing aid act that was recently released uh, last week, last Tuesday. I have a friend and colleague who I reached out to because he owns a professional recording studio. And I was curious because as an entrepreneur, I really wanted to know how he responded, what his thoughts were when recording equipment was more accessible and affordable to hobbyist musicians. And I said, very random text, but relevant to the hearing aid industry. Recently, the FDA passed that individuals who are 18 years of age or older with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss will be able to go to a convenience store to get hearing aids. You've been an audio engineer for many years. When the rise of digital audio workshops for at-home recording was introduced, did that have an effect on your business? How did you feel slash respond? Just gathering some insight. There will always be a need for you, the professional audio engineer. Let's take a quick break. Running a private practice is challenging, and it's especially difficult if you're using a management software system that's out of date or doesn't really fit your needs. As a former private practice owner, I personally found Cycle to be such an incredible tool that is easy to use and is really in the best interest of my patients. Cycle provides you with industry-specific workflows and features for a smooth-running front office, and if you've been listening to the Hearing Matters podcast, you will know that I believe that the front office staff is really the most important position in a hearing care clinic. Learn more at cycle.com. That's S-Y-C-L-E.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And my colleague and friend responded, what's going on, Blaze? I never really noticed the rise of home recording affecting me. In some way, I think it helped me. More people are recording at home, so there's a lot of fixing for me to do. Wow. If that doesn't relate to what the hearing healthcare industry is experiencing right now, I don't know what does. That is so similar to what we're experiencing as an industry. Now, again, music and health, completely different industries. I totally understand that. But we're talking about disruption in an industry, which, again, 
we as hearing healthcare professionals, we need to embrace because at the end of the day, this is about the patient. When you are working with a patient, you are working with their brain. It is my projection that audiologists and hearing healthcare professionals will continue to be a part of the equation because your skills and your knowledge and our profession is that of helping patients hear life story. We're connecting patients to their new hearing world. And for consumers listening right now, audiology is a very wide scope. While audiologists fit patients with hearing aids, we also focus on hearing protection, oral rehabilitation, working with children and adults who present with central auditory processing disorder, and the list goes on. When we talk about over-the-counter hearing aids, yes, patients now have greater access. However, the hearing healthcare professional will continue to play an integral role in the hearing aid fitting process. When working with patients with hearing loss in the clinic, what I also noticed is that they often are going through the grieving process. So statements like affordability or cost has been the greatest barrier to entry for consumers. While it has been a barrier to entry, I believe the biggest barrier to entry has been acceptance of a hearing loss. So when we talk about the grieving process, what's included in that? Well, it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. Patients who come to the office usually wait, and if they're new patients, 10 years to address their hearing loss. Now, it is my hope as a hearing healthcare professional that over-the-counter hearing aids cut that adoption rate in half or completely, maybe maybe by 10 years. I That's what I hope that OTC does. And the patients try OTC devices and then visit their hearing healthcare professional and then are fit with prescription hearing aids. When we talk about barrier to entry, working with patients and fitting over a thousand hearing aids, I tell all of my patients this right off the bat. My goal is not to convince you to buy hearing aids. My goal is to assist you in making an educated decision regarding your hearing loss. And I truly, truly mean that because it is our goal as hearing healthcare professionals and it is our intent to help them communicate better. Whether they decide to move forward with hearing technology or not, that is totally their choice because patients need to have a voice in their hearing healthcare. I always tell my patients, we do not sell hearing aids. We fit hearing technology that reconnects you and connects you to a new hearing world. At Audiology Services, which is my family's private practice, and we've been serving the Lehigh Valley now for over 20 years. Three years ago, we got together as a team because we knew that cost was a barrier to entry, and we wanted to make sure that we were serving our community the best that we could. What did this look like? Well, we introduced what we call our Patriot Package. And our Patriot Package per hearing aid was less than $500. So each hearing aid, each one of those hearing aids was less and is less than $500. This package comes with a two-year manufacturer's warranty. So in a two-year span, if you run over these hearing aids with a car, if you drop them in the ocean... If you jump in the pool with them, if your cat or dog were to chew them, in that two-year span, I send those hearing aids back to the manufacturer. The manufacturer will repair, 
and most likely replace those devices free of charge. No out-of-pocket. This package also comes with a 60-minute fitting appointment, a 30-minute follow-up appointment, and at this follow-up appointment, real ear measurement is conducted, the abbreviated profile of hearing aid benefit is conducted, and additional outcome measurements are conducted. And this is all for less than $500 per hearing aid. So we at Audiology Services, we did create greater access and affordability to our patients. But what I found to be very interesting when I would review the different technology tiers with patients, it wasn't necessarily the price. It was acceptance of hearing loss. It was how are others going to kind of perceive me? Like how, how, are, the, how are other people going to look at me? I wear hearing aids. Are, going, are they going to think that I'm not as smart? Are people going to see these when they're in the ear? It was that acceptance that, wow, I present with hearing loss. So I found that to be very interesting. And again, we still offer that Patriot package to our patients because we believe in better hearing, because we believe in patients having the ability to hear life's story. For our listeners tuned in right now, you're going to see a lot of ads online. You're going to see and hear a lot of advertisements on TV and the radio. And I would encourage you, if you are a hearing aid user or potential hearing aid user, please do your homework. And if you feel that an over-the-counter hearing aid is best for you because you are 18 years of age or older and believe you present with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss, try that. But if you're not experiencing the hearing world that you felt as though you were going to experience in terms of increased speech understanding, increased understanding in noisy situations, I would encourage you, please visit your local hearing healthcare professional. Please visit an audiologist because we are here for you as professionals to assist you throughout this new hearing world. That is what we're here for. That is why we do what we do. We love what we do. We love helping patients hear better and live better. I didn't want to take today's episode and really deep dive into the FDA's final regulation. It is 200 pages. Yes, I did review the entire document. So I think I get an A plus on that assignment. But it's important that we as professionals and as consumers listening, we have to partner together. The patient and the provider need to have that partnership when it comes to hearing healthcare. I am excited for increased access and affordability, but we need to make sure that patient safety and satisfaction is at the forefront of these innovations. As a hearing healthcare professional, I am so excited and honored to continue to represent our patients and to ensure that your safety and your satisfaction is always number one. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. Until next time, hear life's story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode, and what do you like most about our podcast? 
Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team, we can continue to help our community hear life story.